me individually, me stressing and watching the media like, wow, another person got killed today. Mm. That's going to do absolutely nothing but honestly set me back. It's like you want to poison your enemy, but you drink the poison. It's yeah. like that, except for like that. Like, I almost try to be very blind to it and I try not to be judgmental of it or opinionated on it. I just understand it's not right. Change must be fixed. And I look for whoever has the best agenda for humans. You know, it's bigger than just black, it's humans. So like, how, how do you feel about like the, um, I guess you could say the fourth pillar that a lot of people don't talk about, which is like financial. Like, um, are, are you somebody who budgets? Like, how are you with spending your money and stuff like that? So, I mean, I am, for the last like four years, I have kept everything in my, my notes. Okay. So I have personal finances, business finances. Um, uh, I Sorry, personal expenses, business expenses, and then <clears throat> different streams of income because I have, I have a bunch. Um, I have them laid out as well. Okay. So um, I have, if, if say my, my biweekly check is coming in, I, I roughly know how much that's going to be. Um, and I also know what I spend all my money on. So is it rent? Is it gas? Is it food, utilities, insurance, um, LA fitness membership, uh, credit card payments, um, a trip I'm going on in a couple months, my 999 Spotify membership, all those different things laid out. So now every time I get a, a, a check on a weekly basis, um, or a biweekly, I already know how much money is going into all of those things. So you can dip it out. Okay. You have perfect like track of every, every place that takes your money and where your money is being. Yes. I was taking in too, you know? Yeah. I track where I'm taking it in. Um, I track um, what I'm going to be spending it on. And then in real time, um, I edit that. So I have like a breakdown of, of what, I made how that's going to be divvied up into those different categories. And then you scroll down and it says, okay, now what's actually in the bank. So, okay. I, I sent my $600 in rent. So now next to rent, it says zero, but I know mm -hmm. up there, it still says and breakdown that I need 600 again next month. Yeah. Right. So, um, in real time I have, I made this much. I'm going to break it down that, and under that, I have, this is what's in my bank right now. If I had a hundred this afternoon, I went and I went to Publix. I went to buy groceries. I had $180 still allocated towards food till my next paycheck. I spent $50. I, in checkout line, I basically took out $40. So now I have a live count of what I have left. If I go to, the, go to get gas later, I know I'm going to take $20, put it in my trunk. I mean, in my, in my gas tank. So when I swipe that card, I'm going to show that I don't have $60 left towards gas until my next paycheck. I have 40. Mm, got you. Got you. Okay. So like it's, it's old school tedious in a, in a sense. Cause I, you could probably use like, um, Excel. like a sheet or something like that. Yeah. But this is just how I've done it for like four plus years. Um, not broke, no, so don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah, so everything from, you know, my savings accounts to my checking accounts, mm -hmm. I know exactly what's in there, how to break it down. Every time I get a check, I know how I want it to go. 
Mm, okay, got you, got you. Yeah, um, and like, multiple incomes is, uh, it's just not even, it's not even a conversation to have anymore. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, in my mind, it's uh, 100% mandatory. It is. Yeah. And it always goes back to like the non-negotiable. So yeah, that, that right there is awesome. It's very um you're you're the accountant guy, you're the numbers guy. My yeah, right? doing it wrong. What's who? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're doing excellent. Like I actually probably should start doing more things with the um the Excel tracking or even on my notepad. I, I don't really track much. I just know like I probably spend under fifty dollars a week. And um I I'm like a cheap like a cheap state. Like, I'm very, very cheap. Like I don't spend my money on anything really except for food. And even at that, like I always look for like the best deals. I look for what I could take and um, kind of make into more than one meal for the for the week. So I'm big on the ground beef. Like I said, that's ground beef and steaks. And then if I get a big steak for a good deal, I'm gonna cut it in half. And I'm just gonna disperse it throughout the week. A lot of oatmeal and stuff like that. But um, probably like I say six months, I probably saved, honestly too much money at this point now. I, just, I think I have like, well over 15 and um that's 50 dollars a week like i mean there's another way to put it if i spend more i i feel like a crackhead i feel like addicted i'm addicted to like just not spending money at this point now, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what's up that's a freaking great place to be in i um yeah. i definitely am uh i know where my money is going but i definitely spend um especially uh i would say lately um, I've, I've spent a lot more money on trying to make uh, a good environment for myself. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've spent money on, um, I mean, it, it, it varies, but like, I definitely could tidy up the amount of money I'm spending. Yeah. But, but, but are they like, um, probably obviously if you explain it that way, they're not like direct necessities, but like, if they either make you feel good or they kind of help you just progress forward, I mean, it's not really a waste of money per se. You know? uh, it's yeah, I I definitely like by no means am I spending money on like a hundred percent useless bullshit. Yeah, my clothes. Yeah. Like, it's not who I am. Uh huh. But I used to be far more, um, you could say, like stingent about how I spent money and like how guilty I would get about doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely given myself more leeway on like feeling guilty after I spend money on something. Good, good. Um, as you kind of said, is good, and especially like the one thing that I am always willing to overspend on is healthy food. Good, as you should. Yeah, it's an investment. Yes, like that's an a non-negotiable for me. I if. I want a really good meal. I'm gonna get a good. I'm like I'm gonna get a good meal. That's just yeah. how. That's how I approach that now. Um, and I still save a bunch of money. Um, definitely not as much as I could once again. But um, with, you know, student loans and car payments and insurance payments and paying for rent and all of that. Um, it's 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 been cool to be financially really like independent for um you know a while um, yeah not everybody is um and uh it it definitely plays uh, a role on those other three pillars like you 
you the one thing I do love though is is you don't need any money to um, to play um, the spiritual game, right? You do not. You do not need any money uh, to play the physical game. No, sometimes. But the, the world has made us think that we need both in order to get places with both. And the world has made us absolutely need money for the most part in order to make mental gains now. Uh, and they, that's, that's dissipating with the um, access to information online. Yeah. But even then, you have to either have a smartphone or a laptop or an iPad, and you have to have service and Wi-Fi and a carrier. And so there's, there's a certain need for um, a, a financial level in order to progress in those other areas. And some of the things like, you know, having uh, feng shui and, and uh you know, nice pictures on your wall or, you know, plants in your house. Um, those things cost money, but they can help from a spiritual side of yes. like, you feel calm when you walk into a place as opposed to like hectic and frantic and like, there's so much going on. And um, so uh, all those things play a part, but um, financially, I, I think it, uh, it plays way too much of a burden on, on people. Yeah far too much of a burden it causes most divorces yeah but say it's a stressor yeah money could be a stressor and that's the I other thing my, man. Bill, my light bill yeah and, and, sleep. Mm. and now you have people our age right who are physically not in a good position mentally not yeah. in a good position spiritually not even close to reaching any sort of potential that they have and then mm go and have a kid and mm -hmm. now financially they have to produce they have yeah. and that's where problems are compounding so quickly for people our age not big time because it, it in my eyes i see that as like a challenge but like i've seen so many success stories where i'm sure you have too where somebody might have a child at a time in their life where it might not be the best opportunity but they get like a third job they get a fourth job they're working countless hours and you almost look at them and you're like, how do you do this? Like, what is driving you? And then it's like the child at home. You know, it's like when you have to boss up, like certain things will push you out of your comfort zone, which I feel is like, it's almost like God or like I said, the universe, your spirit, like I said, spirit comes first. It will pull you along if you allow it to. And yeah. if you have a reason for it to kind of um, like elevate and heighten, it is going to, obviously it's going to soar. It will not stop. It will soar high. And they will empower you in a way to help your offspring. Because I do you believe that, let's say, for instance, um, if you have a child, that piece of your spirit is ingrained into that child? Without a doubt. Um you know it's like you could sound like a father, you could look like a father, your 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 father, you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like a piece of that spirit I feel is passed on to you. It's it's an energy connection, bro. It really is. Mm -hmm. Um it's the same way and people I really wish I was more familiar with this and i'm sure you definitely do now the the understanding of um sex in general right you are sharing a piece of your energy with mm. the person yeah the the energy the the whole purpose of sex is to intertwine energies and and mm -hmm. make one right yeah 
that's literally what the whole reproduction process is about. But when you have aimless, mindless sex in high school and college and afterwards, you're like, damn, like that people, like, it wasn't just like, I thought they were draining energy out of me. They were like, they absolutely were yeah. like literally taking it from you every single time. Yeah. And I wish I was more in tune to that. I wish, I wish that was like explained. You me know? too. Like, I think like how you explain it just now. That's how I wish. Because when you're young and you're stubborn and you hear you don't have sex and everybody around you is, you kind of want to join in with the crowd and like the movement of how other people are living their lives. But if somebody who I respect were to just break it down that way, like if you do this, your energy will be set. And like from us being athletes, they're like, you can become the next LeBron or the next Usain Bolt because we both like basketball and track and stuff like that. It's like, I see a purpose behind the reason why I should withhold my seat. So I'm at like 92 days and it's just like, I, I surpassed what I did before. You know, this is like my highest I've, um, if you want to say, retained my seed and it feels honestly crazy. Like I feel so assertive, aggressive and um, it's pent up, honestly. I think that also goes back to that energy. I want to just yell out, you know, I'm just pent up. Which I feel like at some point is um, beneficial and then at some point is like um, suffering, right? Yeah. Like we are, because we are meant to connect, right? We are meant yeah, yeah. to, we are, we are, our whole survival purpose, our, our sole purpose, our sole purpose, right, is to, once again, reproduce and yeah. evolve. And so it, it's so, it's such a double-edged sword, bro. And most mm -hmm. things in life are, especially delicate things like that. Yeah. Things are, and it, that's one thing I haven't done yet, and I still haven't. From when you we had this conversation a little bit last time, what, like, I like retention and stuff yeah, like that. And yeah, I feel like I I need to, but I definitely um, I don't know. There's 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 so many um, there's so many nuances to it. Mm -hmm. Because then you also play the the card. You can also play the card of like. Um, it will help with testosterone production while you are retaining. Mm -hmm. But um, the release of testosterone is also important for allowing your body to create more. Yes. It's so, it's so weird. It, it, it's super strange. And um, I don't know how I even got to this now at this point where I look at certain people who are like sex um, practitioners which is kind of crazy that people have a specific job around sexual health and it's more in the grand scheme of how you could like transmutate that energy and i, I i'm sorry i've tried it and i still don't know how to do it it's like a i think it's like a frantic sex technique mm -hmm. and like you do a certain thing where you have an orgasm without ejaculation and like you just press a certain part of like your yeah. in your ejaculatory ear you know you press a certain thing and it feels like that release so it almost releases some of that pent up energy and allows you to rechannel like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The energy almost like a fresh point. Yeah. And I'm like, this stuff is just nuts, but people are so like well in tune into like so many different ways to make your body utilize these these sources of energy, you know? 
do it in like Eastern medicine in that sense is so far superior to everything we have over here. And uh, I was talking to one of my clients yesterday, she's an acupuncturist and we were talking about like yeah. the pressure points in your shin that are directly related to um, bladder control and kidney function. See, I never even knew that. Wow. Yeah. So like their, their idea is um, I want to hit a point distally that creates the need for a synapse to be sent all the way through other nerves and all the way down to the most distal part of it. So now everything in between got hit and it created a long road. It's like, um, it's like the idea of, all right, we're going to play a game. I have a rock mm -hmm. and wherever we're standing, I'm going to throw the rock from and we both have to, uh, we both have to run to the rock. Yeah. Goal is to cover the most, um, is, is to carve your own path, right? Mm -hmm. To that rock. Okay. Create your own path to that rock. If I, my goal is to create a longer path, then I want to throw that rock as far as possible. Yeah. Right. And then the goal is to, while I'm on the way to the rock, create a longer path and, and, encounter as much in between me and the rock as possible but if you if if she said it this way too if you have um chronic pain right or chronic dysfunction you treat that locally so yeah. chronically you have um a meniscus issue i'm going to mm -hmm. treat the meniscus for that but yeah. if chronic if if acutely you have a meniscus issue, I'm going to treat the ankle. Mm. Because now the brain yes. has to send something all the way through the meniscus yeah. down into yeah. a certain part of the ankle. And you're getting a full, uh, you know, you're getting that full spectrum, that full channel, that full, um, you could think of it like paving a road. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, it's so crazy, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, it's it's so simple, but it's complex as all hell at the same time. As all hell. Because they, they go based off of energy pathways and cheese and chakras and, and um, <clears throat> pressure points, trigger points. And uh, that's very much along the same lines. Like we have so many trigger points that we don't mm -hmm. know of and we don't know how to utilize. Why, why are we not taught that stuff? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. That's what blows my mind. That's what really never has never made sense to me. Yeah. I also, I don't know if I ever told you this when we talked about it last time, but I have, um, I have ideas ever since kind of LeBron came up with like I'm gonna I'm gonna make a school, mm -hmm. and I also moved to Miami and heard that Pitbull has like schools all over Miami. And like there's people, there's people that are doing that they're making schools and you you reach a certain level of of you know once again the fourth pillar you have financial success um you can do things like this um <clears throat> making a curriculum based on like all the shit that i wish i learned in school yeah because <laughs> you really can like tell teachers what exactly they're going to teach to your school Without a doubt, if there's a curriculum for, uh, you know, geometry and, and all that stuff, then there's a, 
there's absolutely there can be a curriculum made for all this other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's right there how you I feel should like nurture and mold. Like that right there just gave me an additional purpose. So I would love to start even with like a smaller school, but like mm-hmm. even if it's just one kid, you know what I mean? And yeah. begin to build <laughs> yeah. like have like a nonprofit <clears throat> and over time just build it and kind of give people a certain amount of knowledge and lessons and experience of how you can become better by the time you're our age. And it goes back to what you said, the whole leapfrog. I guess I was seeing it from like my own child's perspective of my own offspring, but you could also do that with just children. You know what I mean? It's like, why why reach or why leap when you can reach? You know what I'm saying? If I could just reach and grab something, why do I have to jump and try to like really train and stress myself to get through? Like you have the um the path already that you walked and experienced and like have to trace and track. So just pass that along, you know? Pass it along, man. Act it out, do it, let them sit there and grab their hand and bring them with you. Yeah, literally, yeah. And there's there's ways to go about changing the next generation without um putting your own offspring into that generation yeah um so one of the things i did when i first moved down here is uh i became a mentee in broward county or mentor in broward county school system okay so uh basically you get assigned um a a a student within the county lives at a school near you or goes to a school near your address near you and um based upon you know you have a little bio all the students have a little bio um but these students are brought into the program based on the fact that they are low-income households they do Mm. they do very well in school um and it gives them the opportunity to um once again just have a mentor um but also uh, they get extra insight on getting into college applying for applications um job and internship opportunity all those different things so um one of my 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 mentee his name's elijah Mm -hmm. um, and he was a freshman in college the first time i worked with him he just finished his sophomore year um and unfortunately i haven't seen him since like january early february because of everything that went on yeah Uh, we talk all the time um and we were talking like two days ago the amount of like intellectual intelligence that this kid has is just insane and he the i wish like the conversation we were having the other day was like this and he's 15 16 wow um and he ended up uh like I sent him some of I sent him some of the podcasts that I do that I like know that he'll really enjoy and get something out of. Like mm-hmm. those things, we we all have the 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 capability to do that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you you probably know a kid that's in high school right now or a kid that's in you know middle school that you could easily reach out to and contact. And we all have people like that that we could just be a better light for. Yeah, like you definitely just um challenged me in a sense where I know I, I should stop doing that more because I'm, I'm not going to lie I'm actually pretty selfish when I think about things mm-hmm. from a different perspective but it's a part of being like selfless where you can help somebody else like 
that actually made me feel like guilty in a sense because I feel like I've had opportunities where I could like one of my mom's like coworkers, um, she's a son who used to do track and field, and that was at the same time I was trying to um achieve my Olympic dream. So he would reach out to me for like advice to train, and I just would like, what do what I'm focused like I I can't talk right now, you know what I mean? But when I think about it, where it's almost like a two way street and where he's like 14, 15 at the time, I should have just brought him with me, if anything. Like he maybe can't keep up, but just seeing the workplace forward and how I kind of got to where I am and where he can be too, would have been something that would have been worth doing. But now you made me almost put like a challenge upon myself where I am going to reach out to um even just him. He's in college now, but I can reach out to him, a few others, and just try more or less to just have conversations like this because there's not really many people that I relate to when I was their age who I talked to and looked up to me. So I, I didn't have an opportunity like that, but doesn't mean somebody else should not have that chance, you know? Yo, it's funny. I was thinking about that, that nuance right there, that little nuance of like when some people get so caught up, like old school style of like, the 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 infamous united states uh 1960s parent is like i had to walk to and from school in the snow mm-hmm. uphill both ways yeah so if it's snowing you should have to walk too it's like well that gets rid of the whole concept of like i get to one level and i help the next generation get to yeah the- are we backtracking yeah <laughs> don't be salty right. because of what you had or didn't have you yeah your social responsibility is to put someone else in a better position to mm. No, that right there is a fact. And it, it so many people are like, well, because someone said it the other day, it was a small little nuance in a conversation of like, well, that's what I had to do. So like, you know, you should have to too. And I was like, but mm. that's just accepting it as the truth as opposed to like questioning whether or not it could be done more efficiently or there's another option that would be better for all hands involved yeah so those little freaking things man those are the 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 one percent of like i need to get one second better i need to get one second better i we need to all realize when we say stuff like that and say okay that's not the best answer for that for that um you know, thing, you know, there might be another way. So many, so many of these, we, we could literally go on all day, dude, about all day. Yeah. (laughs) But that's how I feel like I I like being a part of the things that you're doing because I've listened to like a few of the podcasts you do and you're like way beyond your age. You know what I'm saying? Just like the wisdom, the knowledge and how you use your platform. So even though I'm seeing other people who, around our age group and like their podcasts are more just about things on the media. You see what so-and-so said and then they like shoot the shit and talk and they drink and they just kind of gossip in a sense about it. Whereas this is about how you and I, we both have a certain, a certain, um, if you want to say a feeling of not being complacent. We don't want to be where we are today a month from now. But that is a discussion where there's so many other people who are our age and around our age group who never would even have a mindset or think that they need the need, the need, I'm going to emphasize the need to have a mindset like this because mm-hmm. you need to have a mindset like this 
It's not I'm a young adult. I'm gonna wait till I get 30 or 40. No, 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 no. What you do today is going to groom and it's going to mature how you are when you are 35 and 40. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I feel like a lot of people who are around our age need to honestly follow you, honestly, and just you you always say, I kinda help drive you, but you drive me too because it's give and take, man. For it sure. is, yeah. It almost makes you feel more sane because sometimes if you are doing some of the practices we do, you almost feel like an outcast. You feel yeah. almost strange. Yeah. But when somebody else who you connect with, who honestly, we both saw each other's development, it's almost like we're doing the right things. Yeah. And instead of looking at other people as doing the wrong thing, I just say it's not their opportunity to follow suit with how we've um, had the opportunity to change our lives. Mm -hmm. I see it as an opportunity. I, I never envisioned at 21 that I was going to be somebody who's is dedicated and focused and relentless. You know, I that was never my goal. But it's an opportunity that was placed for me to rise up to whatever occasions and to keep getting better and better, like yourself, honestly. So yeah. I remember even at college, we smoked once. Remember that? It was like a preseason yeah. by like the turf. And at that point in my life, I'm thinking like, I would just. I having fun, young, no possibilities, not even worrying or thinking, let's say about where exactly my life would be. If I could, at that time, I was like, I'm, I want to do this forever. That was more or less my mindset. Yeah. Now it's, that's not ever what I would ever want to waste my time doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. It's, I, I remember that uh, we were hanging out in Rockwell. It was preseason. Yeah, yeah. And it was right on the, um, me, you, Spongebob. Uh, that's, yeah. yeah. And, damn, I forgot. What, um, it was in the, that, that field right near the Rockwood gym. Not Rockwood, right near the, um, I really forgot the names of the dorms. The, the, <laughs> the one that had the gym, the other gym. Right the forest. Huh? Forrest, McClellan. McClellan. Is that McClellan had the gym? McClellan oh. had, uh, McClellan had the gym downstairs, yeah. Yeah. So you know like the um the field that is right there that has like the brick wall? Yeah. What yeah, was yeah. that what was that place called? Uh, was name for was, it? Uh, North Quad. The quad, there we go. So at the North Quad, we were sitting on like the um that brick wall right there and we just were like talking and smoking. That probably that was the first time we actually like connected. You know what I'm saying? Like I talked to you and it wasn't more just being in a setting with mutual friends, if you want to say. No, yeah, we were like, yeah. That was that was kind of the first time we um like intellectually converted yeah. that conversation. Uh-huh. Partially because we were high. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a thousand percent because we were high. And yeah. that was what at the time we had in common as like an interest and then we just honestly just talked about it. I I don't really I don't really remember what the conversation was. Like, you know what I'm saying, because we were so young at the time. Yeah. The uh, the the funny thing is that when people ask me, you know, when did you kind of start to fall into this like this world of like just realizing there was more than like wanting mm -hmm. wanting to pursue that and like not being um, complacent with you know people around you or, or the way society is or the the person that you are right now, mm -hmm. um, and I always kind of tackle back to um the first time i i smoked and literally how it it just 
some it gave me a view of a different like a, a different reality yeah and it made me realize that there's all of these different possibilities there's all these different things and i just started to be a little bit more relaxed um and that allowed me to realize that there was um ebbs and flows to life and i didn't have to be so reactive i didn't have to be so up and down it was like i can just be cool calm collective and like take the hits and take the wins and make it look like the same facial expression yeah um, and because it, the law of averages um, yeah so i always kind of actually cycle back to the fact that like it was it, it opened up a different reality for me that once i realized um once i continued to drive down that path and keep going and keep searching i realized i didn't need it to see that reality just like i could tell myself i water is caffeine right mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying um i didn't need it to see that reality i didn't need it to feel that way i could just realize like oh oh i, I could just feel that way if i wanted to right now and yeah there, there became a switch that could turn on and off. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And um, realizing that you have the power to control that switch whenever you want. And now it's like, fuck it, just leave it on. You know? And keep plugging away. But it's funny, it, it, I always tell people like smoking actually helped. It definitely did. I don't know yeah. if you view that. I don't know if you are still smoking or whatnot. Uh, um, I know I do every once in a while, like very, very small amount every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I have no tolerance for it. But yeah, that's not, it's not enjoyable for me anymore. Yeah, but I don't need it. I don't. Yeah. It feels good every once in a while to just like. <sighs> that's exactly how it is. Yeah. You just knock, but. That's in, and. I have like a weird effect to it now. Where I used to love it, like. Yeah. I used to do it right before I ran a workout and it put me in like a a trance state. Trance, yeah. I was so I used to love it, like just doing run. I used to look forward to it every day. And then now I feel like I'm almost like allergic to it. Like I do it like my knees and my back of my neck start locking. It's just I I don't know. That's, that's one of the main reasons why I stopped. Not that happened to me. Um I wanna say it was uh that year that I like that year that I wasn't um, drinking, I like heavily, I went from like smoking a lot um, your, your senior year. Yeah. Um, to like really, you know, like not a lot at all. And then I like, was like, all right, I'll get back into it a little bit. And um, when I would, I it almost brought out that anxiousness feeling that some people claim that they, mm. You might be maybe it's like a, a panic attack almost like my body I can't breathe like yeah okay so because your body's not used to the physiological thing that's happening so your body just is like no 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 yeah mm. because that would happen to me and I would find myself like I would go home and chill with my boys we used to always just like sit in my driveway sit in my friend's car smoke you know freestyle or, or put beats on have conversation mm -hmm. and just chill in the car. And like I found myself like sitting in the back seat or like in the front seat, <laughs> like tight. And I was like, "Bro, this used to just make me feel like weightless. Like why? Why is it? Why is it doing the opposite?" And um, I I realized I think it was more 
of um, um, a mental, it was more of a mental thing where I was just like, I, I want to, um, I want to get away from this like physiological feeling of like the purest, the purest, the purest, and like realize that this is just a plant. Like it's okay. It's cool. And it's now when I smoke again, I, I do feel just like cool, calm, collective, just like no tense, no panic, nothing like that. Yeah. It might like I had I had that brief period of time where that's how I reacted to it. But Okay, I, okay. I think it might just be due to the lifestyle that you're living and how how regimented you are. Yeah, that that's definitely makes total sense. Cuz I I want to start doing it again, so I'm going to take what you said through experience like I said because that's how I learned. And I'm going to just maybe instead of smoking a whole J, I do like yeah. two hits <laughs> because I know with my tolerance like that should be more two than to, two to three. And yeah, but a joint can last me like a month. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Last week was the first time I have since like everything was um locked down. You know, and I felt gone off of like well, usually wouldn't even do anything from it. Yeah, but it feels good sometimes to um learn that balance. You know, because everybody wants to go go go. I mean, we're both go 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 go. But when you finally like relax, it's like I was glowing all night. I was so happy just yeah. drunk. <laughs> You know, I just laughing so hard to have laughed for so long. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Nothing like a good, uh, a, a good session of giggles, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, that good vibes around you. Like yeah, just being with your boys and just yeah, enjoying the presence of the time together. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing that it's becoming socially accepted because it's, um, and some people still don't. And it's like, you're literally on an every week basis you're drinking alcohol as if it's a healthy thing for you as if it is proven scientifically to do a mm. physiological benefit for you yeah it there it's the most addictive drug in the world pretty much besides sugar and like 100 sugar caffeine and alcohol are the 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 worst things that we can do and throw nicotine in there there's your four yeah Nicotine, alcohol, sugar, all super legal. Caffeine, yeah. drink it every morning. If not, uh, you don't drink coffee, bro? What, what are you? What that's are you true. Doing? Yeah, you <laughs> like, almost look down upon, you know? Societal norms. And it's yeah. crazy to me too, dude, and I hate this, and they need to figure this out, is the fact that there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of people incarcerated right now hmm. for, Marijuana. for drug felonies. Yeah, that are legal. And it's now, legal. all of a sudden, every single dispensary around the country was a, ne uh, uh, a necessity. It was mandatory. That is it's essential. Even during this COVID, yeah. During coronavirus, it was essential. But it's in, it's incarcerated how many hundreds of thousands of people? Come on, man. You know, and something like that, they definitely need to review a high majority of those cases. I understand there's so many, so it's hard to kind of get through, honestly, like a vast amount of them. But like, I feel bad just as a human understanding that somebody is um, suffering right now, their life is being drained away for what the government is making millions of dollars for taxations on, yep. millions of dollars. But when it's an inconvenience, that's when it's illegal. Mm -hmm. When it's an inconvenience to them, it's illegal. Couldn't agree more, man. They're, they're, they're doing a so many people wrong 
and it's it's needs to be talked about. It does, yeah. Conversations like this, bro. Mm -hmm. And not to mention the 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 uh, discrimination of um, due to the majority of people that are uh, Hispanic, Asian, Black. Yeah, it's like sixty percent. Yeah, I American Black people were in prison. Yeah, and and a majority of them are s small slap on the wrist things mm -hmm. for for uh, marijuana. Like yeah. So wild, man. It is, yeah. So, like, with these type of things, how how do you um like process it and be care for it? Because I, I, as a human, I have empathy, but I don't hold on to empathy because I know right now, the second, if me feeling a certain emotion of guilt or feeling I want to change this for them, me holding the energy of stress is not doing anything. So I kind of, I, I always give myself a. I'd say three second empathetic rule where even everything I see in the media, I'm like, oh, I just am like, oh, I feel so bad. What can I do? And then I let it go. And I don't think about it and I see stuff. I'm so numb to it now, you know? I almost forced myself to like desynthesize to it because it's, if I have to vote for people to be and to make change, 110% I'm there. But there's nothing to hold on to when it comes to a negative emotion because at the end of the day, like we don't really have the decision to um, make change accumulation of us who have this mindset and positivity do but me individually me stressing and watching the media like wow another person got killed today mm. that's gonna do absolutely nothing but honestly set me back it's like you want to poison your enemy but you drink the poison it's yeah. like an example like that like i almost try to be very blind to it and i try not to be judgmental of it or opinionated on it i just understand it's not right change must be fixed and i look for whoever has the best agenda for humans, you know, it's bigger than just black. It's humans. Yep, you said you said it perfectly. It's a it's about not holding on to those negative things um, for the simple fact that we have to put in the work to change ourselves and to get better ourselves and to level the playing field um, as individuals and to have conversations like this and to build relationships and there there's no there's no sense in holding on to it and yeah. I, you said the the perfect word bro numb numb yeah like i understand it i'm aware of it i can converse about it but mm -hmm. to wrap myself up in my opinions about it yeah, is a, a waste of time. Yeah, it drives you crazy. <laughs> but, it can drive you crazy. It really will, and it is driving some people crazy, man. And it on on every side, it's driving people crazy on every side. And the we've if if you've ever read the book um, Why We Hate, um, I think it was something that I mentioned to you last time we were on here maybe I'm thinking of a different um, guest, but um, I highly recommend everybody watch, everybody needs to read that shit. Um, okay. It's crazy because it goes into the, the physiological, the psychological aspect of how mm -hmm. our, our brain is binary. So Republicans versus Democrats, mm -hmm. whites versus blacks, 
Mm-hmm. Like, yo, there is 40 other sides to this story. We're yeah. just looking, we're, we're categorizing it into two for what reason mm. I, I can't figure out, you know, but I, well, I guess it's physiological what, mm. what we do, but it's, it's a lack of, of perspective. It's a lack of, of empathy. It's a lack of, um, understanding and open-mindedness and, um, thriving environments. Um, there's just there's so much going on and there's there's so much room for improvement but you you can't try to tackle that all at the same time no it's it, not possible it's it is and um i i listened to a podcast yesterday with um an ex nfl player on impact theory with tom billu mm-hmm. um i can send it to you i don't know the name of it but um the ex nfl player um, he talked about the fact he's like he was a um, he was a orphan. He got um, he got adopted by an all white family. Is, is it the guy from the black side? No. Or, oh, not by him. Okay. No, it wasn't Michael Orr. No. Okay. Um, I. That's a. That was a good connection, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, So he was adopted in um, an all-white family, a very poor all-white family. Mm -hmm. Um, He went to a school, though, that was uh, mostly white. He's he's black, right? So he was at a school that was mostly white. He was in an all white family still did not come from money um, and had to live with this like entire understanding of his mom, uh, you know, gave him away, but still had rights to him. Uh, Like all these like weird nuances of his life. The guy has zero right to be successful. Right. Yeah, nobody gave him the keys to success. At all. At all. Everything was stacked against him. Um, And he talks about everything going on right now, current events and everything that's going on that's so divisive right now in this country. Um, He he said, I'm just not going to sit there and, and... throw my opinions out to the world and have these, you know, um, you know, beat the the horse to death. I'm just going to stay quiet and I'm going to put in the work that I need to do. He, he said it in a great way. He said, uh, cause he, he also related this back to his wife. Um, we need to build a house together. He said, uh, there's, there's, two groups of people that need to come together and build one house. They need to build a country that's safe and, and effective and, and forgiving and, and allowing for, for all. And um, he said, there's a lot of people that are, are standing there and they're, they're holding their tool and they're just telling other people to build. Yeah. And he goes, hmm. I, we all need to just put in the work. We yeah. understand at this point, it's 
very freaking clear that everybody needs to build a new house together. Yeah. But we all just need to get to work. Mm-hmm. And he said, if, if, if it, um, if it means that some people, um, you know, need to take on roles in society that are predominantly white, then that's, then people have to sacrifice in order to, uh, to get their education to the point where they can become a lawyer, they can become a senator, they can become a, yeah, and sure. start making decisions. And there needs to be people that step into the healthcare facility and start to make mm-hmm. there. And other people um, that are in those positions that are realized need to realize that they may not be the best person for that job, and they have to sacrifice and take a step back and say it's yeah. about. Uh, my pride and, and um, oh, well, this job has always um, the president, for example, right? Like there's things out there that, pe- that black people have still never had the title of. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that they're not going to do a thousand times better. That's true. Society, yeah. It, it, One person's perspective. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, he he the way he laid it out in the in the podcast was like damn absolutely it was just yeah, like definitely send me that yeah i will i um i can pull it up but um he had an awesome story he had a bro his life was tough as all hell yeah um but i mean everything going on right now it's it for me and you probably saw the shirts i made the i, I am human um shirt that I made uh, for Limitless Theory that I, my idea with that was I want to bring perspective to the situation Mm -hmm. and um, anybody who is willing to support that perspective, um, go for it. I'm not trying to, I'm not stepping on toes. I'm not saying that um, the, the Black Lives Matter movement doesn't make sense or, or doesn't um, hold true. I'm not saying that all lives matter is, is going in the opposite direction or, or it doesn't stand a, pl- a place in this time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, cops should or should not be, you know, um, defunded or whatever, um, reformed, right? Whatever they're yeah. doing. Um, literally just bringing, once again, uh, perspective to the to the fact that we're ninety nine point nine percent similar. Yeah. So keep going back to that. I heard you even saying what Antonio's podcast, and I was like, that is so crazy that we're literally identical at the same time. Point one. Yeah. So for there to be so much difference going on in the world right now, mm-hmm. it just goes to show that it, it is a, a virtual reality in a sense that we are creating we're creating this binomial divide yeah is is literally it's being created here it's not it's not real you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah uh, 100% the truth yeah yeah and it everything that everything that has gone on is has happened right it yeah has happened and there there's no saying that you can take that back or that I'm not saying that didn't happen, or I'm not saying you shouldn't feel like shit about anything that did happen or didn't happen. Yeah. But 
the larger perspective, the law of the averages, that this is an ebb and a flow. You know what I'm saying? This there's ebbs and flows, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Big one. It, it's when you when you see it from that perspective, it's like okay, there's there's an end to this. Yeah, it's clearly not right now. Uh huh. And well, everything comes to an end. That's the one thing. Yeah, everything has an end. We all need to get better. We yeah. all have room for improvement, and it starts with each individual person. Yeah. And I also, um, it, it goes back to actions, you know, like how you carry yourself, essentially. Yeah. Because um, growing up in a white town in high school, going to a white college, I feel like I, through just who I am as a person, have actually, like, maybe skewed and changed other people's perspectives on, like, African-Americans. And I never went into like life saying I'm gonna do X, Y, Z so I can appease the people and make them feel more comfortable so I can feel comfortable. I just live my life. And I mean, well if people call backhanded compliments like, hey man, for a black person you're intelligent or hey man, for a black person you are very well spoken, a lot of people would take it as it's kind of offensive. But to me it's I am. You know what I'm saying? I, I am well spoken. I am intelligent. I am who I've ruined myself to be. So how you want to take it, as long as in the end, you might meet with me and honestly change your perspective on how I am an African-American as a whole. You understand not all African-Americans are who you might see portrayed on the internet or who you might see portrayed on the media. It's, in my eyes, I change one seed who could then offspring and change another two and then keeps building and building and building and building. And like you said about when everybody's hammering and making the house, the one guy without the hammer, he might see somebody else um, down the line who might be very similar to him, who might start beating, beating and nailing in whatever he has to do to make change. And then he's like, well, if he could do it, and he seems like a cool guy, why would I not want to support and contribute and help him build this house for all of us together? So it's, it's very like reflective where like one action causes somebody else to take action. Yes, sir. Without a doubt. And, um, I love the the perspective that you have on like someone says for an African American or for a black person, you're well spoken. You're like, well, I'm a I'm a human and I'm well spoken, so I'm gonna take yeah. it to that. Yeah. And for me, the I think where people might get that, right? Where someone might say that or why someone might say that, I guess, um, is is a result of the fact that ever since um, African-Americans were brought into this country, Mm -hmm. because we had Native Americans, but when they were brought over for slavery and all of that, the the nuance was that it was immediately set in stone that they weren't capable. And that that has played out in the fact that um, they were never given equal opportunity. They weren't given the opportunity to read books, learn. Um, th- there's, they were also trying to learn different freaking language. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's, there's millions of, of reasons why. Um, and people in all different parts of the world have evolved at different speeds given the opportunities that they've had, given the natural resources that they've had at their disposal, given um, their desire to, there's people in the Amazon who literally wear freaking banana leaves for yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and they, that's the new fit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they've evolved at a different pace and it, they're, are you going to say they're not intellectual? They're not smart. They're not hmm. intelligent because you're comparing them to your level of intellectual um, yeah. understanding. And I remember college, my anthropology class, we talked about um, the, the reason that um, it was actually, it was, it was funny. I combined, I did a project and I, I was taking anthropology and a, a sports um, history class at the same time. And we were talking about how um, all, like most of the major sports here in America, how they went from predominantly white to mm -hmm. predominantly African-American. Um, and now like the MLB is predominantly Hispanic. Um, yeah. What white America did essentially was that they realized they were not physically able to keep up. So what did they do instead of taking that loss, right? And owning up to that, right? Yeah. They said, okay, we're going to give ourselves ownership of the athletes. The teams, yeah. And like, it was, they, they're, it's crazy because it's it's just the lack of it's it's all egotistical in the fact that they don't want to let go of a a sense of power and control that they've known since the 1600s yeah it's like panther you are far more athletic than i am <laughs> i'm not gonna sit there and why, why am i gonna be an idiot about that and like not admit that or or try to hide that through saying you know so you're gonna you want to be a, a limitless theory athlete bro like yeah <laughs> like <laughs> that that um was crazy and the it, it brought so many different things i wish i could find that freaking project i went in on that project like i that was something that like brought so much passion out of me that i was mm. like they they did so white america did so many things out of fear mm -hmm. realizing that oh it also went back to um the the nuance that white america decided to say that um dancing and um long hair and other things that were culturally african-american mm -hmm. female Mm. so they masked those things as yeah. um female so now uh, a cultural african dance which is uh, both spiritual athletic um there's, there's so many so it goes back to the um even the understanding of like us working out and humming right mm -hmm. moving and making noise and having fire and like all these different things that would be a traditional African dance or a traditional Hawaiian. Um, what's the Hawaiian uh, dance that uh, like rugby teams and, and football teams are doing? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I yeah. can't think of the name of the So those things, white America was like, wow, they're so much more like uh, adaptable and, and diverse and so much more superior in those things than we are. Mm -hmm we're going to make them seem inferior by giving them uh, a, a 
a cover up like that is that's that's very female that's weak yeah that shit blew my mind i was like fucking deceitful as hell like it is it's crazy and i i just i grew up in an awesome place and i i had awesome family that never i never had to see through those lenses and mm-hmm. i've always loved that i'm such like a freaking like culture nerd like i want to anytime i see a different culture i'm like i want to learn everything about it yeah because you're seeing that like that that, that, that's why it makes you so much different you love just knowledge you know what i'm saying you're interested by other people who are different i'm naturally curious for for yeah for difference um and we need we need to accept love and and appreciate difference more for sure yeah and that goes like without effect you know but that is always going to go back to the reason why these discussions are easy to have you know because most times they're difficult to have because we're on two of the other sides yeah. but it's very easy because we're talking from just a human perspective where the stuff you just said it almost is a way where if you can't beat them um try to overpower them try to conquer them yeah. try to make them almost have like a battle between themselves, you know? Yeah. Where even on the African-American side of things, there's always been like a coloristic, colorism type of battle. Light skin and dark skin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it, it's crazy, yeah. Crazy. Or you can dance while you dance like a, a bitch yeah. or however people want to try to make um, somebody else feel less than, and it's just off of, like you said, cultural things that are ingrained in our DNAs to the tribal and just feel lively with the dance and the drumming, the humming, whatever it is you name it. So whatever that 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 article or book is where you got that, I, I want to check that out because that stuff interests me because it is the history. It is like it is how we got to where we are today. So it's it's um it's evolution playing out. It is, yep. It's, yep. It's numbers that we've given an identity to and given names to and things like that. And it's it's limiting our our capability of moving beyond it. Hundred percent, yeah. This way, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send you that podcast. Um, I just sent it. Okay. Where the the I'm trying to remember. I don't know that I have like the book or the project that I did that was talking about all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure like a simple honestly Google search. Yeah, because that's very um, that's profound. That, that's cool. Like, oh, it's crazy. Kind of tough that it happened that way, but when I see how things played out now, it almost like paid us in a way. You know, they did it for harm, but it played out like, all right, we're gonna put people in positions of being athletes because you're more superior by genetic grace and DNA, but we'll control you. But now there's so many millionaires, there's so many a billionaire soon to be like um LeBron James and. I could see him potentially owning the team in the future. And that gives other African-Americans by evolution, like, wow, if he could do it, then we could do it, you know? But it all starts with, like... Simple, a simple point, right? It was, yeah. like, MJ owning the Hornets, like... Yes. Giving, giving, yes. Is giving the right for other people to... I mean, Jay-Z, didn't Jay-Z own part of the Nets, right? And like, yeah, yeah, he did for He's like part of the NFL. He's something with NFL now too. So yeah, it's wow. Everything is opportunist as um 
as long as you kind of have that mindset, you know? Yeah, and you can't take it as um, as uh, a, some people will be salty that they don't have that opportunity, right? And it's like, but um, by you, like Bill Russell never playing basketball and never standing up for the NBA and the ABA mm-hmm. collaboration in the 1960s literally doesn't lead to Michael Jordan, which doesn't lead to Kobe, which doesn't lead to LeBron. Yeah. Like and on and on. It, wow. yeah. it just Bill it's Russell one. Bill Russell made a decision. He did, yeah. He stood on Muhammad it. Ali, Muhammad Ali made a decision. No, I'm not yeah. at the height of the world. Yo, those simple decisions people don't understand the that's so powerful. I get goosebumps thinking about it, you know? It's like... Me too. <laughs> say no something. Say you can imprison me. You can imprison my mind. Whatever you do, I will not fight for you because of this inequality for my people. I will not stand by this decision to be forced to fight for a country. Like, the whole entire speech he did at that press, I'm just like, that is so powerful. That 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 right there is spirit. Like, you could tell that it's so much spirit. Like, you don't care what you do in my mind and my body. You could lock me in a, in a jail cell, but you cannot imprison my mind because I understand what I'm doing this right. And Damn. you know what else is, bro? Oh, my God. I knew I was, I was blind to this fact, and I, I always admit that I didn't realize it. The amount of, um, the amount of African Americans that fought in the two world wars, bro. Oh. In every movie I've ever watched about war, mm-hmm. never was that portrayed. Never. never. Bro, crazy. Like, on the line, front line, yeah. And so, came back to nothing. Nothing but more hatred. Nothing. More oppression. That, just as much passion and just as much um, sacrifice and just as much like purity that it took for Muhammad Ali to stand up and do that. Mm-hmm. I view it as the same for them to go fight, right? Like there's, yeah. there's both sides because some of them did it so that now 60 years later, someone could realize it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like it, it, and it, it was, it's something to be proud of for their sons, for their grandsons, right? And yeah, it, it shows them sacrifice. It shows all these different things are playing out, but it's just hard to see them playing out. People get lost. Um, and uh, I don't know, man, there's, there's all this talk to be said um and there's there's all these conversations happening globally and, and nationally right now and um a lot of people are are taking just they're taking one extreme or the other and that's kind mm-hmm. of and and by me saying that i'm doing the same right i'm saying that everyone's doing it but yeah i'll say a majority of people are finding themselves on one fence or, uh, one side of the fence or the other um, yeah and I think me and you are both standing in the middle and, and there's a lot of people that are doing that um, and, and seeing both sides of it and understanding and, and mm-hmm. 
taking more action than having conversation or, or yelling through the fence, you know? Yeah. It's all about synergy. Yeah. You're synergetic, you move your middle, it's a balanced field, and you're able to have like a discussion and to actually um you don't get re- you don't get really swayed. You you just see the truth of what it is and then you just come to an agreement. But it goes back to everybody is egotistically driven. So a lot of people don't don't want to hear that conversation. They don't want to hear what they're doing is wrong. And um that's just how life will be. I mean, at the end of the day, like that's there, that way, you know what I'm saying? Do you, ever, uh, do you ever sit there and realize like how much of the yin and yang is forever and eternal? Like there there's there's just always going to be a negative and a positive. Like there do you do you do you ever think about that? Because I'm like, damn, I feel like we're moving this positive direction, and then I'm like, fucking yin and yang, man. Like, I yeah. it, like, is there always going to be that opposite side of of the story? Always. Um, I, I never really think of it, and in, in that perspective, but even when we look at each other's as like individuals, everything is yin and yang. I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. Um, I don't want to buy this, but I have to buy this. It's like that is a yin and yang between each individual person, mm-hmm. but it almost goes back to what they say about like the wolf hindrances, where it's like one wolf is a good wolf, one wolf is a bad wolf. Which one will you feed? If you feed the good wolf, you will um pretty much like transfer whatever you feed into positivity in a once more um, remarkable order. But if you feed the bad wolf, more bad will come from that. But if everybody were to be able to feed the good wolf, there'd be nothing but good people. You know what I'm saying? But you almost need equal balance. And at, at the end of the day, you need equal balance because there's no good without bad. If you kind of want to make being, it that we're right? here. Just being. Just being, yeah. Just being. Mm-hmm. That, that would be normal. Normal, yeah. Which is crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. And like you said, the more you feed one, the more you, um, the more it becomes, uh, you know, the more powerful it becomes, the more food it needs, right? Yeah. The more muscle, the mm-hmm. more muscle you have, the more energy you need to feed that muscle, right? Yeah. Um, I saw something the other day, and I've, I've actually really realized this within myself too. As of late, is like, the more I love, the more I feel love. Yeah. Mm. I like that. Yeah. It's, bro, it's been it's held so true for me lately. It's crazy. Relationships, family. Um, I mean, just everything. The more I love, the more I feel love. And the more, yeah. the more hatred I can literally, I, I, everyone has hatred pent up, right? Dug deep into some part of their body, right? The yeah. things that have happened in their past life or the things that have happened in their life previously. I The more I love, the more I feel love, the more I feel that shit literally just like seeping out of me. It's going elsewhere. Yeah. Not, I can feel it leaving my shoulders, right? Yeah, no space for it. Yes, absolutely. Um, which is, you know, it's crazy. I don't know. All of this just ties into the fact that we're human and we need to, we need to make better decisions on a daily basis to, 100%. to be our best selves. Mm-hmm. Take the opportunities that we have and actually uh, put action behind that potential. Yeah, that's deep, man. Because that right there is effect. Like you just released a snap effect. It needs to be 
in rain on the bottom of a bottle of cap. And um, my thing is, I feel like people, they don't really, they don't choose to try to love because that's the hard thing to do. It's very easy to hate, but it's hard to love. You know what I'm saying? It's very easy to hate. I hate running. Yeah. <laughs> I like sitting on the couch. Yeah. You know, I hate this person who did something to me 10 years ago, but it's so hard to love. But at the end of the day, it's like you can do whatever you want as long as you just make an incremental chance to do it. That person you hate, why not just reach out to them? You don't have to be in the phone for long. Hey, how are you? You feel the you feel the hate energy build up, and then you know it's time to cut off. You did enough, but you took one step. And over time, after you get off the phone with that person you hate, you have a chance to reflect on the conversation, reflect on the energy that pent up and built up while you were in discussion, and then you can decide, all right, you know what? That felt pretty good. Because it, it always happens, like if you force yourself to do things past a certain limit of control and um a, a certain point of you feeling that you're forcing yourself to give a gun to your head to do something, that's when it becomes um, more burdened. But if you do something you don't want to do and then you reflect on it, the reflecting is the main piece that will help you to like, to grow from it, you know? If you don't reflect and you're just like, I caught him, that was so hard. I hated every second of it, but I enjoyed one second of it. You could hate, you know, 59 seconds, but if you enjoy one second, that is one second, one second better towards like progression, so. And sometimes it's just like you appreciate the fact that you did it afterwards. Yeah. You did, it did. Like, I didn't enjoy any of it, but I appreciate the fact that I did it. I did it, yeah. Yeah. Because you I didn't, it was, you know? Yeah, you didn't think it was possible. You didn't think it was doable. Yeah. Yeah, and you just you just proved you proved something wrong. It's like scientific theory, bro. It's like uh it it's true until it's um I mean it it's it's pretty much true until it's proven false. That's kind of how yeah. it works. It's like, uh, I, it, it's true that I can't put on more muscle until I do. And then, mm. <laughs> and then I love the fact that I endured doing it. Yeah. Know? And what more can I do? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like that lucky thing that they posted. It's like, it's impossible until you do it. It's like, it's something like that. Yeah. Super, super simple. Super simple, but like profound. Yeah, you said it profound because it is like it is. It's a lot more that um meets the word. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What else you got on the uh, the uh, schedule for the rest of the day? Saturday. Um, just gonna keep on reading. Like I said, some of this book, but I've been dying. I, I really want to get back to the gym, but right now I don't feel fully comfortable. But probably gonna work out in my basement. Um do more like rehab and prehab for that big toe like I told you about. And then he's got bunions, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I have, but I put my toe but like um, one of the shoes. I was wearing like some old Nike Freeze. Yeah. I think just the way the shoe is manufactured, like when I was sprinting, yeah. I might have just hyperextended my big toe, you know? So yeah, it feels better today, like two days later. So I'm gonna give it four or four days to rest and recover and just be patient. And then um just get back out there again when the time comes for Tuesday. So Sweet. Yeah. I uh, I think I'm going to head to the beach and go for a surf. I haven't, uh -huh. I haven't been in the ocean water, really. Um, and I don't, when you said earlier, right, like that the uh, feeling of weightlessness and that like you're soul driven at that point where you're just mm -hmm. like spiritually 
you're comfortable, right? Yeah. Uh, the water does that for me a lot. Mm-hmm. I definitely need to get out there and, and get on there, uh, get in the water and just feel that, experience it again. So that's, that's what I'm going to get into. Um, I got some other podcast stuff to do later and uh, uh-huh. get a touch up a website, do some other business things. But overall, taking today to uh, decompress after a long week. And this was this was perfect. This is, yeah, to be honest, yeah, me, me too. Afternoon, conversations, man. Uh huh. Uh, do you find it too? Uh, I don't, the last time after our conversation, I was like, for like four days straight, I was just like locked in, focused. I knew what I wanted to yeah, do, I, what I needed to do. Yeah. And then we ended up doing the five day fast, and I was just about to say that, you know, so that, <laughs> yeah. that was a great feat for even myself, you know, because it's been. And we've gotten a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people reach out to you since then and been like, damn, I want to. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day I have somebody either asking me about like a certain like fast protocol they should do, they could do. And I always just send like a quick little voice memo on IG just to why you should do something and then you could take it and run with it. But yeah, it, it started with that one conversation over um, a Zoom podcast call. Yeah. So then, like I said, it's almost like a rolling avalanche effect and it rolled onto other people who then were like, you guys did what? Yeah. How many hours? How many days? So, um, what's his name? Did it? Uh, uh, Antonio did it, right? Well, five days? No, I think he 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 went for three. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't do five days. Yeah, he, he did like an extended amount of time that he and was not Quinn, comfortable with. Quinn Mitchell, right? Yeah. Uh, he did it after after we did it. Like, yeah, it's funny. A lot of people make it interesting. Yeah, man, it's funny. Us, us having a conversation like this and holding each other accountable on something like that. Who knows? Maybe you and three other people go get a mentor. Or, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. No, I, I totally like, since you um, brought up that idea and just how you were working with that um, young man, Elijah, like how you're almost grooming him. Like he has so much potential, like you said, and intelligent and intellect. But right now you're just almost like harvesting it and you're going to show him like it's okay to be smart. Because he's at an age where being smart, you're a loser. Like, no, 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 no. Times have changed. Like, being stupid, you're a loser nowadays, you know? Intelligence is, like, it's cool. That's the new pool. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, so. It always has been. But once again, I think I think certain people realized that uh, they were at a disadvantage and they made it seem like it wasn't the cool thing to do so that they mm their own egotistical self didn't get hurt in the process of like not looking cool at the time because they, yeah. were, they were being compared to others that were more spiritually in tuned. Right. Cause that's, also, that's also like, wow, dude, like you're mad cool to be around. Like you just good energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People love that 30 Absolutely. years ago. That wasn't like, I mean, yeah, I guess in the seventies that was kind of norm, but like <laughs> when we were young, that wasn't, that wasn't a normal thing to say at all. No, for for my brothers and sisters, wasn't a cool thing to say. Mm, not at all. That's what times have changed. So that's awesome. Yeah. Once again, I think the cool thing too about right now is that change is happening um, at a, a an unprecedented pace due to the internet. Um, mm-hmm. So cool things like this, like the fact that we're live on Facebook. Um, there's a lot of people tuning in right now. Is yeah. I love it. Love it. Yeah, that's a real good point. Technology's 
makes these conversations so easy to spread to other people. Wow, that's dope. Yeah. For sure, man. I um I want to ask one more question, but I want you to tell everyone, uh, you know, once again, if they haven't seen you before, um, we check out the podcast that we did previously. You'll hear some of our conversation that we alluded to in this. Um, where can they find you? What, where, what's the easiest way to get in touch with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, um, obviously, Instagram is at Panther Wisdom. Panther, like the animal, Wisdom, W-I-S-D-O-M. And um, I actually have a YouTube channel, which I've been trying to um, organically build more and more. So it's on Panther Fitness. Cool. Is, um, what I've been under. So I've been posting more videos. Not really consistently, but at least once a week I put a video up, whether that's like, I just explain people come in my DMs, they ask questions. I just copy that little thread. And I put a video with answer and info details. So Panther Fitness on YouTube or Panther Wisdom on IG. So those are my platforms I'm mostly on. Sweet. That's uh, definitely worth a follow. Like, without a freaking doubt, <laughs> you need to follow this dude because every time I open up Instagram and I, I watch his story, all right, let me get ready. I got to go. <laughs> go, yeah. Yeah. How can I not do something else? That's good. Yeah, and he's super um, just uh, – calm and, and a great demeanor is a good way to put mm-hmm. it. Great demeanor. Appreciate you, my man. Usually. My, my last question is a year from now, where do you want to be mentally? Mm, I like that. All right. Um, so a year from now, where do I want to be mentally? So that's a great question, but a very difficult question. It's it's like, broad. It's broad. So I like I like to leave it open to interpretation. Good, good, good. So um, every day I I, I kind of like I sought out to be my best self mentally because like I told you those pillars of spirit, mental, physical, always in that order. So where I think I can advance the most mentally is doing the basic stuff, which is the things that are very um mundane, like cleaning my room. I've been making more of a habit because. I hate, 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 hate doing the, doing the dishes. Yeah. I, I, these little chores and tasks, like they're so like nuanced and they're very simple. But to me, it's really like mentally benching max, max strength. So I noticed after I do something I don't want to do, such in that case, I am wiped. So I want to feel more like the ultimate man where if I feel I could put a lot of appreciation and time towards the things I don't want to do, a year from now, I should be able to be somewhere where I force myself to do things I don't want to do to get to where I am a year later. Because mm-hmm. I have goals of doing, um, you know, like I want to get into real estate. So I have to force myself to sit down and read a real estate book, which might not be interesting. It might not be what I want to do. But a year from now, I want to have real estate income, passive income. Yeah. So I need to realize and sit my ass down, pick up that book, and build up that mental muscle through repetitions of things I don't enjoy doing. So this. A year from now, the main thing I say all that to say, I want to be mentally disciplined in every aspect that I understand. The work has to be done whether I want to do it or not. That is where I want to be from now, where it's non-negotiable. How I can go out and run a marathon if I wanted to, it might suck my comportment stuff. I want to have that same discipline for the simple things in life, you know? 
it doesn't matter what it is. If it's simple, I want to do it. That's awesome, bro. That's um, I don't know if you've ever watched the uh, the video of like start start your day by, by making your bed, but yeah, that's become an absolute staple in my day. Like yeah, I've been doing that now too. I can I can't go without it. I have to make my bed. Um, yeah. and the dishes is something that I need to do. I was, I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, it's it's like, there's so many room there's so much room for improvement in the little things that we do every day yeah uh, a big one that i um i've tried to ingrain in the heads of my clients that are, are both young they're both like 10 to 12 um actually 11 14 um are put things back where you found them yeah bro it's the simplest yeah. thing if I use the freaking almond milk, I'm putting the almond milk back where it was in the fridge because yeah. it was put there because it's the best place for it. If I use the cinnamon out of the freaking uh, spice cabinet, I put the cinnamon back where it was. Yeah. Um, and one thing I want to get better at is like if I use dishes, if I cook, if I eat, I need to clean those dishes immediately after I cook them. Yeah. I think Small steps, great distances. That, that yeah. right there is the motto. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. I think everyone can learn from that because we all have those little things of um, daily life tricks and habits and hacks that we could tap into and just become more efficient, more better, more disciplined, um, more effective people for sure. Yeah. So, hey, bro, this was amazing. Definitely. Usual. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's always a pleasure. So it really is. Rap, you had me on again. Um, I'm glad uh, you're so open to it. I'm glad we got to set it up so quickly. Once again, I appreciate everything that you do because it it pushes me a lot. I I talk I talk about you pretty often to to people in terms of like you know go check him out or you know my buddy Panther. You got to see what he's doing. Yeah, so, I appreciate that, my man. Always appreciated, man. Reciprocated. Yeah, about to say and vice versa. And everything you do, just keep living how you live. You know what I'm saying? That's as simple as that. Your actions speak louder than your words. So, got you. I um will get in contact with you. I'll uh, give you everything uh, in terms of this. But uh, everyone who tuned in, I don't know how many people you had watching on Facebook. I can't see right now on my end. But um, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, make sure to follow this guy. Definitely drop some comments and um, some reviews. Leave us some questions. We'll get back to them, I promise. And until next time, be limitless. Peace. Peace out. What's up, LT Tribe? DFOS here. Just to express my gratitude and say thank you for tuning in and continuously commenting, liking, sharing, and subscribing to the episodes and the content that we are bringing you. It is helping so, so much. Once again, I want to say thank you and hope you have a great rest of your day. What's up, Luminous Theory Tribe? Hope you enjoyed the episode. I wanted to take a second to give you an opportunity to save 10% off on anything in the Limitless Theory apparel store. Everything from beach towels to coffee mugs, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and tank tops, and much, much more new styles rolling out all the time. Use code LT10 at checkout 
for 10% off LT10 at checkout, all capitalized for 10% off anything Limitless 30 apparel related. And all you have to do is take a picture and tag us so that you can get 10% off again next time. Peace. Did I tell you guys about my new water filtration system? It's sitting right on my kitchen counter and it took me less than five minutes to install. It's super, super easy and it's very beneficial saving me a lot of time and money. It's called Pure H2O. Pure H2O filters out the chlorine taste and bad odors, greatly improving the quality and the clarity of your tap water with literally the flip of a switch. It can take out 97% of the chlorine found in typical tap water and 77 other contaminants. And I said it's saving me time and money. Filtered water is environmentally responsible because you're choosing not to buy plastic water bottles. And those prepackaged water bottles, as we are learning, are far less healthy than we think. There's a lot of contaminants in those things. They're being mass produced and those companies are caring more about the money and less about the quality. All right. So Pure H2O cares a little bit more. They're not looking for mass production. They're looking for high, high quality. And it's your water and we understand that water is the foundation of the body there's a strong connection between the quality of our water and a long healthy life right our bodies are 72 percent water and that requires us to refill and fulfill that on a daily basis with pure clean water for optimal health so take the first step towards better health with pure h2o you can get an over-the-counter water filtration system or under-the-counter installation kit. Either way, it's a great option for you and your family to take the next step towards health. So go over to shop.com backslash limitless theory and use code 10 off MA for 10% off your purchase of a pure H2O water filtration system. Alrighty guys, until then, drink pure. If you're anything like me, you've learned that when you connect great people and great food, the opportunities are absolutely limitless. Well, we aren't the only ones. Ristelli's Meat Market, a nationally and internationally recognized company as an industry leader in food safety and food quality, is bringing you all of your animal proteins straight to your door. With more than 40 years of experience, they have been seeking out farming and fishing families that span generations with a deep-rooted passion for their craft and a proven history of caring for their animals and the environment that they grow up in. They're delivering all of your animal proteins straight to your door in a vacuum-sealed packaging that can stay frozen for up to a year. I mean, the opportunities here with this are limitless. They have everything from antibiotic-free steaks and burgers, chicken and pork, to filet mignon, lobster, wild-caught shrimp, antibiotic-free ribeyes, and salmon, and tuna, you name it, they have it. They also have frozen meals, and the best part, people, is you can earn up to 27.5% IBV commissions for buying your dinner for you and your family on a monthly basis okay 
If you are on auto ship with Bristelli's on, on a monthly basis, you can earn 27.5% commissions on anything you may order. If you want to just do a one-time purchase, you can earn 22%. What an amazing deal. What a time to be alive. You can get paid for the very food that is on your plate, and you can do so with peace of mind because you know it is very, very high quality. Ristelli's Meat Market does not lack on quality at all. One of the newest partners with Shop.com. So make sure to go to shop.com backslash Limitless Theory and search Rastelli's R-A-S-T-E-L-L-I-S and earn 27.5% or 22% on your next dinner meal. All right, check it out. I know you won't be disappointed.